Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Tony, how are you today? Good afternoon. Um, I got an air conditioning unit here that's 20 years old and it's, it's crudded out on me, so I need to replace it. It's a four ton unit. Um, I think I'm going to go back probably with, you know, with the old American Standard brand. Uh, um, but I, I need to know, uh, they're recommending a 14 sear condenser. Uh, and I, I need to know, is, is, would that be uh, the most efficient? Uh, no. It, it's not. No, that is that is actually the least efficient right now that uh, that can be sold is 14 sear. Okay. So, what what would be what would be the most efficient I can put in this house? It's got a, I got a four ton unit in there now. So, what what would you recommend I go back with as far as a sear rating? Well, are, are you going to go with a variable speed or are you going to go with a single speed? A uh, single speed. If if you're going to go with a single speed, take a look at either a 16 or an 18 sear. Oh, 18 sear. Yeah, don't I wouldn't go over that because when you go over 18 on a single speed right now, yeah. it costs so much more that you never save enough in energy to justify the added cost. Mm-hmm. But at 16 and 18, you save enough on the energy to justify the added cost of that higher sear rating. Okay. And the, the reason so many contractors are pushing 14 sears right now, yeah. That is that is the, the where it begins, and everybody believes that people want the dirt cheapest thing they can get, and they just right. don't take the time to sit down with you and explain to you that, yes, we can sell you a 14 sear for X dollars. Right. We can sell you a 16 sear for this much more, and here's the difference in the energy savings, and 18 sear for this much more, here's the difference in the energy savings. Now, if you're going to sell your house in two years, Put in a 14-seer unit. Right. If you're going to sell your house in seven years, put in the 16. If you're going to stay in your house, put in the 18. Okay. Now, now what about the, the difference between R14 and R22 Freon? What, what's the difference in that, and, and, and what's the better? I mean, I don't care how much it costs. I mean, what's, what's more efficient, and really what's better, you know? Well, right now what you're getting is 410A. 14A. Yeah, uh, the the R22 is is gone. You you no longer can buy units that use that. Really, it's it's been replaced by the 410A. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Well, I thought I heard on the news or something a while back that uh, something about uh, a presidential order or something that Trump signed uh, uh, was bringing back the R22. Uh, free on uh, the R22 is supposed to be phased out completely by 2020. Yeah, uh, but there are still so many units out there that are using R22. Uh-huh. Uh, they really can't phase it out completely, but they're not allowed to build new units that use it. Oh, okay. They're not allowed to. Yeah, manufacturing and uh, build new units. Okay, correct. I got you. Yeah, but but the but the but the four but the 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 four ten A is definitely not as efficient as an R twenty two. Then oh huh? yeah, yes it is. I mean it's it, that's what I have in my house. 
Okay. Oh yeah. Huh. The, the, what 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 determines the energy efficiency is that sear rating, not right. not what the coolant is. Okay. So 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 the eighteen the eighteen sear rating unit will, will be a little bit more uh, out of my pocket than the fourteen sear rating would be. Absolutely. How, what percentage? I mean, how much more would you think that the the uh, the eighteen sear rating unit would be over the fourteen years? Uh, honestly, I I couldn't answer that because there's too many variables that go into it. Yeah. Uh, so that you know they they need to come in and do the load calculations and uh, all that first. That way you've got apples to apples comparisons as far as the the pricing of it. James, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, got two questions, both plumbing. First one's about a commode. Um, it rocks. I was wondering if the seal has to be replaced. It kind of tilts or rocks front to back, back to front type thing. Yes. The, the wax ring does need to be replaced if it's doing that. Uh, because what happens is even at this point, if you tighten it down where it's not rocking anymore, uh -huh. the wax ring does not expand. So uh -huh. once it's been rocked down somewhere, it now has a gap. Okay. Okay, second question, shower, uh, where you got hot and cold water faucet, thing, uh, you know, the faucets or what do you call them, the handles? Yeah. You cannot turn the hot water off all the way. And I was told I can go to a local hardware store and buy replacement parts just to slide in there. Yes, it's a uh, new stem. And typically, you're not you going to find I'd, them. I'd, at buy, the... I'd buy a new stem, is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, oh, you're, okay. You're, okay. you're typically not going to get it, though, at, at the hardware store. Usually you'll end up going to a plumbing supply like More Plumbing Supply or Morrison or Ferguson, one of those kind of places. Uh, in order to get the right one, because there's so many different kinds, shut the water off, go ahead and remove the stem, and mm -hmm. take it with you. Oh, okay. Now, what do I need? Do I need special tools? to uh, take that stem out? It, it all depends on the faucet, but usually, yes. Oh. And honestly, usually, uh, unless you have a puller, it's usually easier to just have a plumber come in and take it out and redo it. Okay, really? What do you mean? Yeah. I've got uh, pullers I use on auto uh, that's not the same puller, probably. Huh? No, no, it's not. They, they, uh, <laughs> that's good though. <laughs> Close. Yep. Close, but I, I will. I, and I got to tell you why I'm laughing so hard. When I was younger and doing a lot of the repairs on rent houses for my parents, I tried to do that one time and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I didn't have the right puller with, but I I had a puller for for pulling some parts off on my truck, and I tried. But well, to uh, kind of control the cost of having a plumber come out, would I do I have to tell them what name brand the thing is, or which it would I don't help. know? Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. How would I find that out? It's covered up and um, yeah, you know, it's it's covered stuff. up in the wall. Um, yeah. But you know, before you before you call the plumber. I mean, like I said, I would take the first thing to do is take the foss the uh, handle cover off, mm -hmm. and see because some of them all you need is a crescent wrench to take the 
the insert out. Others, you got to have a, a puller. And let's yeah, let's the, see which one you need. Yeah, this was this bathroom was remodeled um, five to eight years ago. I can't remember when. Okay. And all that was put in new. Yeah. If, if memory serves me right. Um, so it's fairly modern. I mean, the house is 30 years old, but the, the, the that part was, re, you know, that the bathroom was remodeled uh, maybe eight years ago, somewhere along that line. Yeah. Um, does that help making it more modern parts no. in there? Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> in fact, that can somewhat make it harder because sometimes there are metal parts in there and sometimes it's all plastic. And uh, so it'll, it'll okay. just depend on, on what you got. And the fact that you're going out after just eight years, you probably have a plastic insert. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate the, the advice. Okay. And enjoy your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck. Bye-bye. And you, you, you always look at it first before you start calling the plumber if you, if you want to try to do it yourself. And the nice thing on those inserts, a lot of times you're going to pull it out, and it's not even a new insert you need. Some debris got in there. You clean it out. You may change a, a, a washer or an O-ring and put the old one back in and you're done. It's a lot it's typically not when you have the two faucet ones that way or two handle faucets that way, it's usually not that you got to replace anything other than washers and o-rings. We're going to Bel Air and JB, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi Jim, uh I got a quick question for you. Um sliding glass patio door. Yeah. Uh, this is old and it's getting wore out. It's gotten now where I have to get hold of both ends of the sides of the sliding part to get it to move. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it's a track on the bottom that's wore out or the wheel or whatever that rolls on that track has gotten flat. But who do <laughs> I call? Well, I have never been able to find anybody who can really take care of those things. Everybody always wants to replace them. Yeah. But I will tell you, if you look at the bottom, you know, slide that door where it's open. Mm -hmm. And so where you can see on both sides of it, you're going to see a hole that goes in. In that hole is an adjustment screw. Oh, okay. That uses a Phillips head screwdriver. Mm -hmm. You can adjust it and turn that wheel down a little bit more to where it picks that door up a little bit. Uh -huh. And I'll bet, you, I'll bet you'll buy yourself a ton of time on that door. Well, I appreciate that. I'll give that a try. Okie doke. Thanks so much. You bet. Mm -hmm. Take care. Yeah, those, those uh, sliding doors, a lot of people don't realize, but they are adjustable. And sometimes the, the rollers, you know, screws will rotate and stuff. Sometimes they go out of adjustment and the door starts rubbing. Pretty simple to get them going again. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. And I, I, I want to stress this. When you're hiring a contractor, please don't make your total decision on price alone. You're, buying, you're hiring somebody to do a service, not just an item. Uh, a, as an example, we were talking about air conditioning a minute ago. You can hire or you can buy an air conditioning system and hire somebody to put it in. And one contractor will put it in one way, the other contractor puts it in the way the manufacturer recommended. 
one is going to be a lot more energy efficient than the other just because it's got a sear rating of 16 18 21 who cares what the sear rating is if it's not installed properly you're gonna have an inefficient system you're gonna have a problematic system uh, so by all means when you are looking at hiring a contractor to do anything whether it's foundation repair all the way up to the roof remember you're hiring a service you're hiring that person's skill sets to make the job right it's not like buying a car that rolled off an assembly line and uh, this email came in and it, it runs kind of almost along that same line but this comes in from Jesse and it says what outdoor decking product do you recommend I am replacing an old synthetic hybrid product which is very flimsy and is starting to break when stepped on well Trex is one of the brands if you want to go back with a synthetic that uh, has been out for a long time has a good track record but honestly most of my decks I shouldn't say most virtually all of my decks with the exception of my floating dock which somebody else built I have wood on them they make a 5 8 thick uh, board four decks and the reason that I, I say they make it four decks the edges are all rounded so you know it's easy to step on when you install it you install it so that when it rains look at the grains on the edge of the board and you make it where it's always like an umbrella the water sheds off you screw the board down and I've seen people screw these things down with just one screw in the middle that is a kiss of death for a deck you want a minimum of two screws on a six inch board put them out towards the edge keep them in probably oh, about an inch from the edge and that screws the board down nice and tight and then after it's uh, had a period of time to dry out and I'm not gonna say how long because it depends on how wood the wet how wet the wood is when you first install it but after it's dried out then you can put the ready seal stain and sealer on it and have a great looking deck same thing for fences or or any other type of wood let it dry out first then you can seal and stain it but you know if you've ever walked on the synthetic decks or ever looked at the specs on building them instead of 16 inch centers you have to put your centers as far as your support boards on 12 inch because they don't have any structural strength they don't span the same as wood does and when you do try to put it on 16 inch centers that's when you'll start getting sags as it ages because our our Texas Sun it is brutal uh, and it's not that I don't like the synthetic decks I do but it does take more to build a deck with synthetic wood than it does with natural wood simply because you've got to have more support for the boards and as they age they do tend to get a little softer and will sag more especially if you don't have the proper spacing on the supports for it. Bob how can I help you? Well I have a side porch and I want to make that into a room so the concrete's about three or four inches below the regular foundation so can I put a um, moisture barrier on top of that concrete and lay new concrete on top to make that room 
And what are you going to build this room out of? Oh, it's going to be wood, just okay. like the house, and yeah, and hardy board on the outside. Okay, you need to take that concrete out then and put new concrete in because that's a four-inch patio. Or mm-hmm. and and double check this, but typically that's going to be just a four-inch thick patio. And if that's the case, it will not hold up to putting a room on it. No, it 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 has a side. Um, what do you call it? Um, the beam. Uh, yeah, side beam. Yeah. yeah, it has a concrete about, perimeter beam about two two feet deep. Oh, perfect. Okay, if if that's the case, uh, no, you 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 really don't need to put a moisture barrier down, and then the concrete. Since you have four inches of space, if you wanted to, it's not going to hurt a thing. But by not putting it down, the new concrete and the old concrete will bond together better, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, you'll have a better product when you're finished. So, if you uh, just, uh, so, and then I would drill a hose into the other foundation to put what kind of rebar would I put in there? Well, is the is the existing patio not tied into the existing foundation? No, I don't think it is because there, there's a slight crack between them. Now, if and it's, I thought if it's it has it has uh, iron in it, but it, it's not connected to the foundation. Okay, you can add some rebar in there. You would use uh, number four rebar drilled mm-hmm. in, but typically on four-inch thick cap that way, you wouldn't do that. Normally, the, the piece below would already be tied in. Uh, it's not going to hold very well by by drilling and tying it in with just the four inch concrete. It may tend to pop on you if it starts moving. Mm-hmm. So honestly, if it was me, I would not tie it in. Not with just a four inch cap. If if you were pouring it new and had the beam there, absolutely I would then. But not with just a cap going in. So just pour it with, without putting the rebar into the. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. I want to go back to the previous call as well, uh, since we're talking about decks and patio covers and things like that, and 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 putting changing them into usable space. If you've got a patio, and you want to turn it into a room, you heard me ask the question: Is it four-inch concrete or not? And he said, no, he's got a perimeter beam about two feet down. You can build on that. But if it's just four-inch concrete, you don't build on it. It's made strictly to be a patio. Now, if you're going to put like a a metal cover over it or something like that, yes, you can set the post on that four-inch concrete. But really, if you're going to put a wooden structure on top of it or anything of any weight you do not put that on the con- on that 4-inch concrete because it will not take the weight. It'll start to sag and actually break. It's just not made to have weight on it. Never, ever let a contractor build you a room, and I don't care if it's, if it's a, a screened-in room or a sunroom or anything like that on top of a patio unless it has a concrete perimeter beam. Now, Granted, I get out to see the mess jobs all the time. That's that's the part I see. But why do you want to take the chance? The one thing I can guarantee you is if you build it on a patio, it's always 
going to be an inferior job. And your contractor who's doing it for you, he cut corners from day one. Why do you think he's going to build you a quality cover? He's not. If he's not going to start with a good foundation and work his way up, the rest of it's probably going to be junk as well. Um, truthfully, if you're going to do an addition, or and, and, and truly, if you're enclosing a patio, that's what you're doing is an addition. Again, whether it's a screen room or a sunroom, it's an addition. So take the time to take the concrete out if it's just four-inch patio. Dig the perimeter beams. Dig a beam along the existing foundation of the house where you're going to tie into it. And I want to have holes drilled every 16 inches to insert the half-inch rebar. You're going to drill a hole at an angle from the top down. The next one will be at an angle from the bottom up. So the holes are crisscrossing epoxy rebar into those holes, and you'll bend the rebar to go into your new beams. That's going to lock the two foundations together. Now, typically, if I'm doing it, I'm going a step further. When I dig my beam, my new beam, I'm going to undermine the existing beam by about six inches as well. And so I'm taking my new beam and basically encapsulating the old beam with it to tie the two together. So if you ever do have any movement in the home, and I'm going to tell you, all homes in Texas will eventually have some type of movement. This locks the two together to where you don't get a gap between the addition and the existing home. I, I did uh, I did this on my own home that I re did an addition on, oh, I guess it was uh, 22 years ago. I followed that house for about eight years. And in that eight years, I, or I, when I put the addition on, first of all, I tiled right over that joint. That's unheard of. You don't tile over joints like that because it's going to crack. By locking it together that way, though, you, you've, see, you've sealed everything nice and tight together to where there can't be any movement. We tiled over it, and for eight years, the tile didn't crack. Now, I, I didn't track it any further than that, but I have no reason to believe that it changed after eight years. Because typically, if the joint is going to crack the tile, it usually happens in the first two. And, and honestly, there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing an addition on a home. Just make it where it looks like part of the original house and build the foundation like it's part of the original house. Build the addition like it's part of the home. Uh, and I'm going to upset some of the sunroom guys now, but don't if, if, you're, if you're building an addition onto the home to make a room that you want to sit in, don't use the cheap materials. Build it like a room, like it's part of the home. It adds value to your home, and it will last longer. And quite honestly, if it ever has to have any work done to it, it can be worked on. These patio rooms that people install, they're forever changing the parts. Companies go in and out of business, and you can never get the darn things worked on after they're built. Nobody will touch them. Stick with normal construction You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.